Section number 13 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 5, Number 3, March 1899. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Z. Martin. Section 13. Cloves. Eugenia Caryophyllata Thunberg. By Dr. Albert Schneider. Northwestern University School of Pharmacy. Byron, a lemon. Lang, stuck with cloves. Shakespeare, love's labor lost, v2. Cloves are among our favorite spices, even more widely known and more generally used than ginger. They are the immature fruit and flower buds of a beautiful aromatic evergreen tree of the tropics. This tree reaches a height from 30 to 40 feet. The branches are nearly horizontal, quite smooth, of a yellowish-gray coloration, decreasing gradually in length from base to the apex of the tree, thus forming a pyramid. The leaves are opposite, entire, smooth, and of a beautiful green color. The flowers are borne upon short stalks, usually three in number, which extend from the apex of short branches. The calyx is about half an inch long, changing from whitish to greenish and finally to crimson. The entire calyx is rich in oil glands. The petals are four in number, pink in color, and drop off very readily. The stamens are very numerous. All parts of the plant are aromatic, the immature flowers most of all. The clove tree was native in the Moluccas, or Clove Islands, and the southern Philippines. We are informed that in 1524, the Portuguese took possession of these islands and controlled the clove market. About 1600, the Dutch drove out the Portuguese and willfully destroyed all native and other clove trees not under Dutch protection. The plan of the Dutch was to prevent the establishment of clove plantations outside of their own dominions, but in spite of their great watchfulness, other nations secured seeds and young plants and spread the cultivation of this valuable spice very rapidly. Now cloves are extensively cultivated in Sumatra, the Moluccas, West Indies, Penang, Marturias, Bourbon, Amboine, Guyana, Brazil, and Zanzibar. In fact, throughout the tropical world. Zanzibar is said to supply most of the cloves of the market. The cultivation of cloves in Zanzibar is conducted somewhat as follows. The seeds of the plant are soaked in water for two or three days until germination begins, whereupon they are planted in shaded beds about six inches apart, usually two seeds together to ensure against failure. The young germinating plants are shaded by frameworks of sticks covered with grass or leaves. This mat is sprinkled with water every morning and evening. The young plants are kept in these covered beds for nine months or one year, after which they are gradually hardened by removing the mat from time to time, and finally left in the open entirely for a few months, after which they are ready for transplanting. Transplanting must be done carefully so as not to injure the roots. The plant is dug up by a special hoe-like tool, lifted up in the hand and with as much soil as possible, placed upon crossed strips of banana fibers, which are taken up by the ends and wrapped and tied about the plant. The plant is now carried to its new locality, placed in a hole in the soil, 
the earth filled in about it, and finally the banana strips are cut and drawn out. The transplanted clove plants are now carefully tended and watered for about one year, but they are not shaded as during the first year of their existence. Usually, many of the transplanted plants die. This great mortality, it is believed by some, might be reduced very materially by shading the recently transplanted clove trees for a time. The clove tree may attain an age from 60 to 70 years, and some have been noted which were 90 years old and over. The average life of the plantation clove trees is, however, perhaps not more than 20 years. The trees begin to yield in about five years after planting. The picking of the immature flowers with the red calyx is begun in August and lasts for about four months. From two to four crops are harvested each year. Each bud may be picked singly by hand, but those of the higher branches are more generally knocked off by means of bamboo sticks. After picking, the flowers are placed upon grass mats and dried in the sun, this requiring from six to seven days. In the night and during rains they are placed under cover. Drying changes the red color of the calyx to a dark brown. The dried cloves are packed in gunny bags and carried to Zanzibar, where an internal revenue of 25% is paid in cloves. From Zanzibar, the cloves are exported in mat bags. We know that cloves were used by the ancient Egyptians, for a mummy has been found with a necklace of them. The Chinese used them extensively. 226 B.C. Plinius briefly described Caryophyllon, which, according to some commentators, referred to cloves, and according to others, to cubebs. Cloves appeared in Europe around 314 to 335 A.D., evidently introduced by way of Arabia. Emperor Constantine, who ruled about that time, made Pope Sylvester of Rome, among other things, a present of 150 pounds of cloves. In Grecian literature, cloves are first mentioned about the 6th century. Trillianus recommended them in stomach troubles and in gout. The Germans designate cloves as Gewürznägelin, which means spice nails, because of their resemblance to a nail, the corolla forming the head and the calyx tube the nail. The aromatic odor and pungent aromatic taste is due to an ethereal oil present in large quantities, 18%, in the calyx tube. This oil is used for various purposes, as a clearing reagent in microtechnique for toothache, and as an antiseptic, stomatic, irritant. It destroys insects and keeps them away. When freshly extracted, its color is a pale amber, but it gradually assumes a reddish-brown coloration. It is one of the least volatile of ethereal or essential oils. It is also used by soap makers and perfumers. Cloves are variously used as a spice. They are often stuck into pickled fruits, as peaches, apples, apricots. The opening quotation from Shakespeare suggests such a use with lemons. Some persons acquire an inelegant and undesirable habit of chewing cloves. The pungent oil deadens or benumbs the nerves of taste and touch, and the persistent mastication of cloves is said to produce an excessive development of fibrous tissue of the liver a condition akin to nutmeg liver, which shall be referred to in our next paper. Other parts of the clove tree are also used occasionally, as, for instance, the flower stalks known as clove stalks. They possess the odor and taste of cloves, but in lesser degree. Formerly, the leaves were also used, but it is said that they do not now appear in commerce. 
The dried fruit, known as mother of cloves, is used more or less. They contain far less oils than cloves and are comparatively less valuable. Even the wood of the tree has been used as a spice. The dried and ground flower stalk, the fruits, and the wood are often used to adulterate ground cloves. We would therefore advise housewives to purchase the cloves and grind them at home. It is reported that cloves have been adulterated with false cloves made from starch pressed into the form of cloves and roasted. It is, however, not at all likely that such a practice is carried on to any great extent. Sometimes cloves are placed on the market from which the oil has been extracted. The cultivated cloves are richer in essential oil than the native cloves. The Zanzibar cloves are quite large. The principal market varieties are English cloves, Amboyne cloves, Bourbon cloves, Cayenne cloves, Zanzibar cloves, and others. Illustration Explanation of Plate A. Flowering branch nearly natural size. 1. Floral bud. 2. Floral bud in longitudinal section. 3. Stamens. 4. Pollen grains. 5. Ovary in transverse section. 6. Fruit about natural size. 7. Fruit in transverse section. 8. Embryo. 9. Part of embryo. End of section 13.